Today we're going to talk about faith runners, and that's who you are. You are a faith runner. And we're going to use Hebrews, the 12th chapter, beginning with the first verse and the second through the third verse, and we're going to talk about running the race. Say amen. amen. All right. Look at someone and say, you look good. Look at someone and say, you look like a runner. Mm-hmm. Some of you don't uh, well, I take that back. I may not be good. <laughs> all right. All right. But some of us do look like one. But we are. Whether you know it or not, you are a faith runner. Look at someone and say faith runner. That's what you are. You are convinced. You are persuaded. You are fully persuaded that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he said he would do. And in that, the Bible says that you, once you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a believer. You are a child of God, a son of God. You are a kingdom child. And now, because of you have, because you have that, you have access to the Father. So you can go to God, talk to God, get what you need, receive healing, receive instruction, receive uh, encouragement, whatever you need from God, you can get it because when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God. Isn't that good? And in doing so, you become a part of a team, a part of God's team. So whether you want to be a runner or not, you are now a faith runner once you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now you have a race to run, a race to run, a race to run. Look at someone and say, you got a race to run. All right, so the Bible says in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, in the first and the second through the third verses, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto us the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible teaches us here that there is a race to be run. This is not a sprint. I mean, you can sprint fast. I was fast when I was growing up. My wife told me she was fast, and I told her she couldn't have outrun me. And she says, if you had to come over to my neighborhood, I would have outrun you. I told her she wasn't out running against about she was just running them little kids, those little bitty kids. That's why you was winning your races, because you was running against little Smith and little Janie. If you'd have came over there, I'd, if I'd have come over there, you'd have been running against Big Jess, and Big Jess would have beat you. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. But her claim to fame is that she would have outrun me. Of course, my claim to fame is that I would have outrun. But that was just a sprint. We were talking about just a quick sprint. But the race that we're going to running is a marathon. It's not something that you run one day. It's not something that you run for a moment. It's something that you run every day, all day. You never stop running the race when you become a child of the king. And God knows that this race is going to require that you give it everything that you have. It reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, uh, when we begin to prepare for any kind of athletic event, how many of you know that it's not easy? How many know that you have to prepare? You've got to prepare. You must prepare. You will not win unless you prepare. You're going to have to do those things when no one is looking so that when you're running the race and you come across different types of terrain, when you come across different types of people, when you come against different types of emotions, that you're going to have to be able to run your way through it. 
How many of you have been out there running and you get what is called a second wind? You've been running and you've been pushing and you've been going and you're getting tired and you keep pushing and you keep going and all of a sudden you get that second wind and you go, okay, I'm ready now. I'm ready. And that's what you need. When You're going to need a second wind, a third wind, and a fourth wind, and every wind that you can get as we run this race of faith, being a faith runner, someone who runs that is persuaded. Are you persuaded? Are you convinced? Are you assured that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he said he would do? You got to be persuaded. Uh, When I think about this, it reminds me when I was growing up, I was always fascinated by Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. It was in black and white. Didn't have a color TV, but it was in black and white. Man, I love that show. It was one show that I knew when it came on on a Sunday afternoon after church, and I would watch that show, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Man, it was great. It had all the animals, and, uh, man, I was just fascinated. I could even make animal sounds. I could sound like certain animals, and my family would say, son, you need to stop doing that. I would go to school and make animal sounds, and they would put me out of class uh, because I was in the classroom making animal sounds. Love that lion sound. Can't do it anymore, but I could do it just like a lion. One of the things I liked about that show was I liked to see them how fast the antelope could run, how fast the cheetah could run. There was one animal called a cheetah that could run, they say, at least 70 miles per hour. But in the animal kingdom, there was a race every day. There was a race for survival, a race for life every day. You had the lion. If he was going to eat, he had to get up and he had to run. If he was going to eat, he had, you had the antelope. If the antelope was going to live, it had to run. Every day in the animal kingdom, every day in that kingdom, every day in that environment when they woke up, they knew they had to run. They had to eat when they had a chance to eat. They had to drink when they got a chance to drink. But every day they knew they were going to run. If they didn't run, they were not going to survive. They were not going to push their way through. They were not going to accomplish the race that God had set before them or the life had set before them. In our case, when you wake up in the morning, you are in a race. You are going to have to run, and you're going to have to run all day from sunup to sundown. And then when you go to bed and go to sleep and you get rest, the next day you get up, you've got to run again. It does not end. It does not. It's never over. The only time that it's over for us is when we have finished our course, when we fought the good fight, and we are in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. You must understand that. Every day you're running. Every day, moms, you're running every day, not just in the natural, but you're running every day in the spirit. And when you run, moms, you're going to come across people. Hmm. When you run, mom, you're going to come across a husband if you're married, a wife, as a wife. When you run, you're going to run into things. The terrain is going to change. It's not going to be flat, smooth sailing every day. There are going to be hills that you're going to have to cross. There are going to be maybe other rivers that you're going to have to cross. The terrain is going to change. It is not going to stay the same. You're going to have to run through it, and you're going to have to have what is called endurance. Everybody has to run the race. Everyone that names the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Christ is a faith runner, and you're going to have to run the race, and it's going to require your persuasion. It's going to require your confidence. It's going to require everything that you have some days to continue to race. Have you ever been in a race, or have you been involved in something, and you wanted to quit? I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't, I just can't do it. I can't go to work today. I'm not going to work today. I can't stand that man. I can't stand that woman. You know, I don't, I can't stand those people that I work with. But the Bible, you, you have to understand that you're in a race fight. What are you racing? You're racing everywhere that you go to show people the life of Christ in your life. That's what people need to see. When you run by, they need to say, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one acting like Jesus. There's another one that's enduring the cross. There's another one that's enduring the shame. That's another one that's enduring whatever it is you have to endure. There's another one. People are going to talk about there. The, look, they think, they, they think they're running for Jesus. There's another one. They, they think, oh, man, that one right there, I don't know. But you're running every day. And your job in your run every day as you run is to allow people to see the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. When people see you run by, do they smell Jesus? Hopefully. <laughs> when, people, when, when, when you run by, do people sense the life of Christ? Do they sense something different about you and your run? Because that's what it's all about. You're running every day a race. And the Bible says that all of us, all of us teaches us, helps us to understand that we're all in this race. We're on God's team. And the Bible, and the Bible in, in, in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, it gives us something uh, to help us to run the race. The first thing it says when you run a race is you're going to have to lay aside weights, stuff that gets in the way. You notice that, the, that the, when, when someone is running, you know, they strip down to what's necessary just for the race. Lay aside some stuff. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and holds us back and stops us from living the life, from allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to be seen in our life. Stuff. Chasing stuff. The cares of life. Chasing after maybe money, chasing after fame, chasing after whatever it is that you're chasing after. Sometimes we can be so caught up and so entangled with these things that it will not allow the life of Christ to be seen in us when we run by. Because that's what you're doing. You're showing the life of Christ in your life. What are some of the things? I mean, uh, I mean, entertainment is such a tough thing to deal with in our society. From our kids all the way up to adults, even senior citizens got their big cell phones out. You can get a big cell phone now. You know, you look in the, in the AARP, and they got a big one with the letters big and the, everything big. I'm Zach, and it can be a distraction. And that's one of the things that the devil, if you want to be dismayed, start looking around. And you can easily get distracted. Distractions. What is it in your life that's distracting you, that's keeping you from running the life of the Lord Jesus Christ? What is it that's holding you back and keeping you from allowing Jesus Christ to be seen in you when you run by? You know, when people run by, you can hear, whoof, whoof. When we run by people out of here, man, Jesus, there's a Jesus there. There's something special there. I see the life of Christ. I see something in that individual when he runs by that I don't see in others when they run by. You know, 
Christ is the answer. And that's what our life is all about. Whether you, let me just emphasize this over and over and again, how important it is for you to exemplify the life of Christ in your life. And believe it or not, just as the lion is chasing the antelope every day, there's someone chasing. You're not running from the devil, but he's on your trail. The Bible says he walks to and fro like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? Devour. So he's looking for you. And so you don't have time to look to the left and look to the right and become distracted. You've got to lay off these things that are not allowing you to run the life or run the race that God has for you. Maybe it is too much entertainment. Man, you can watch anything on television that you want to now anytime you want to watch it, and you can spend days. We have what is now called Netflix binges. Oh, you all laughing at me. Netflix binges where you can see the whole show. I mean, you can see season one to season 12. And sometimes you can get caught up in it, man. I've been there, man. I, you get caught up in it, man. I went, ooh, that was good. And they cut it off just at the right spot. Oh, man, why did they turn it off right there? To suck you up and get you into that next season and next, next show, that next episode. And so even when these, I mean, these things are not bad in themselves, but we can get caught up in them. We can begin to spend our time more so in entertainment than we can, what, in seeking the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so in order for you to get that word, you got to eat that word. And so you got to lay aside those things in life, those, those, those necessarily not sinful things that not, do not allow you to run the race that you need to run in life. That when you walk into that, uh, that office the next day, you haven't prepared yourself to run the race with that particular individual, with those employees, or with that boss, or with that person. You're not prepared because you spent the night doing something else. You know, this, this Christian walk, it's a grind. you got to grind it out. You're going to have to grind. You have to grind it out with your kids, teenage kids especially. You got to grind it out. You got to grind it out in your relationship sometimes uh, when you have a difference of opinion, uh, when you have a different view or a different way of doing things. You got to grind it out and say, you know what? It really doesn't matter if I roll a tissue up or if I roll a tissue down. All it matters is if I just run this race and get there and accomplish my task. It's amazing how we can get caught up in small things, small little weights that can, de that, can, that can deter us from running the race that God has asked us to run. Oh, come on, help me a little bit, all right? Uh, the Bible says here, in, uh, when we look at Hebrews, the 12th chapter, it says, since we are so surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. What should you get from those witnesses? Inspiration. That's why they're there. They help us to get inspired to complete the race that we have set before us. They, they, we look and we see their passion. The Bible says it was by faith that Noah began to build the ark, and he spent many years building that ark when there was no rain. The Bible says it was by faith uh, that, that, that Sarah and Abraham, uh, that they had their child, and they had to wait and wait and wait, and they were in their old age before they conceived. 
But it was by faith. They were persuaded. They were convinced. If they just continued to run the race that God had given them, that they would receive the promise that God had given them. It was Joshua. If you remember in the Bible, it was Joshua. You all you remember Jericho. All right, the walls of Jericho. It was faith that caused them and helped them to overcome the walls of Jericho. They kept pushing. They kept pressing. They kept running. When they woke in the morning, they said, I'm getting up and I'm running my race. I'm running every day. I'm running all day. I will not quit. I will not stop. It's a race, friends. It's a race. Every day, running a race. And so the first thing you've got to do is lay aside doubt and unbelief. Unbelief will attack you. Unbe- the, the devil will tell you, it ain't working. You just go ahead and run. You're sweating for nothing. Yeah, you're sweating. Twisted your ankle. Hurt your leg. Someone talked about you. Spit on you. When you was running by, you're running by someone, spit on you. Hup. Said you was ugly. People do. I mean, when you run your race, anything and everything that can come against you and stop you and deter you from running the race that God has called for you to run. I'm talking about your race. Your race is not my race. My race is not your race. Sometimes we get caught up on looking at the other person in the other lane. And while you're looking over there, you run into a rock. You run off the ledge. Uh, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're uh, getting distracted by, you know, one of the things that just amazes me, I work in a building, uh, in a high-rise building downtown, over 3,000 people. Uh, and in there, you know, they're walking, they're coming, they're getting on the elevator, they're going out to their cars. And sometimes when it's raining, we have caution signs out in the, in the lobby areas that says, caution wet. I cannot tell you how many people I've watched looking at their cell phones, running to one of those caution signs and fall and trip, not because of the water on the floor, but because they're distracted by their cell phone and they run into the caution sign. So now i got to do a report. <laughs> now, those are the easier reports because I can say this individual was, well, what? was distracted when they tripped and fell. It wasn't because something that we neglected to do as far as getting the water up or having a hazard in the floor. It was because they became distracted. Got to lay aside those weights and lay aside those things. Here's the thing that you must have. You must have endurance. Lay aside every weight, and the other thing that you must have is endurance. Endurance means to bear under. You're going to have to bear under a weight. Uh, God never promised that this race would be easy. As a matter of fact, he said, in this world, you will have tribulations. You will have difficulties. You will have challenges. You will have trials. You will have a lion chasing you. You will have that. It's just a part of the life that we live in. And so one of the things that you got to do if you know that endurance is something that you've got to eat, right? Say, I got to eat. Got to eat. So what do we eat? We eat the bread. We eat God. The Bible in the Lord's Prayer says, give us this day our what? You got to have, you got to eat every day. A runner must eat. He must have lots of carbs in his body in order to expand, in order to run that race in the natural sense. And you've got to have carbs in your body, the Word of God. You've got to have it on the inside of you. You've got to eat it in the morning. You've got to eat it at noon. You've got to eat it at night. You've got to eat the Word of God. You mu- if you don't eat it, you will not survive. The lion will attack you. The lion will catch you, and he will eat you up, and you will be lion food. I don't want to be lion food. That was one of my greatest fears, you know, something catching me and eating me up. 
Maybe I shouldn't. I, I, man, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, you know, I, I uh, you know, I just can't imagine getting ate up. I don't want to be eaten up. I don't want to be eaten up by this world. I don't want to be eaten up by the devil. I don't want to be eaten up. I want to run my race. When I when I run my race, I want to see that. I want to look. I don't want to look back. But if I see him come up on the side of me, I want to say, <laughs> "Can't catch me. Can't get me." Why? Because I'm focused. Because I'm focused on Jesus. So you got to have endurance. There was a story once about a man who God came to him in the middle of the night in a dream. And he said, I want you to push this rock. Many of you may have heard this story. He said, I want you to push this rock. He said, okay, Lord. So he began to push the rock. He pushed the rock and he pushed the rock. And after many days, he got discouraged because the rock wasn't moving. It wasn't moving. He had pushed. He said, Lord, I've been pushing this rock, man. I've been pushing and pushing and pushing. There's nothing happening. Uh, I'm discouraged, and I'm, I'm just ready to quit and stop. The Lord came to him, and he spoke to him. And I'm summarizing this. He said, son, let me tell you something. He said, the reason I told you to push the rock is because it's going to build your endurance. It's going to cause you. It's going to be a resistance there, and you're going to get strong. And then he said, look down at your body. And the man looked down at his body. He noticed how broad his chest had gotten. He noticed how massive his arms had gotten, kind of like mine. (laughs) He noticed how thick his thighs were and his calves were, how strong they looked. He said, son, now I've caused you, allowed you to have the strength and to accomplish and to build the endurance that you're going to need to run and to accomplish the task that I have given you. He said, now, son, you get out of the way and allow me to do what? Move the rock. Allow me to move the rock. My job, what I wanted you to do was to push the rock. In other words, there's going to be resistance in your life. And whenever that resistance comes up, whether there be an emotional resistance, whether there be a physical resistance, whatever kind of resistance that you find yourself facing, God, it's an opportunity for you what, to go stronger and to build strength and to build endurance. It means you can't quit. You just can't quit. Say, I can't quit. You can't quit. Many people have quit. They've stopped and, and they get discouraged. And discouragement is one of those things that will get you. How many of you have been discouraged? It just seems like, you know, you're losing hope. I don't know if I can do it anymore. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I can take it. You know, you get discouraged and you need endurance to push your way through that. Now, discouragement is one of the devil's best tools that he has. You think it's something else. You think it's, uh, you know, a woman. You think it's this. You think it's that. Uh, you, you know, you're thinking uh, whatever the case, he's has all kinds of tools, you know, a fornicating tool, adulterous tool. Uh, he's got stealing tools. You know, he's got all kinds of tools out there. He lay out there before your wrath. You know, you're getting angry all the time. He's, but that, that, those, are, those are things that the enemy uses against us. But there's another tool he has called discouragement. And if he can't get you with one of those, if he can't, if you're starting to whoop all those other things and, and you're starting to overcome those things that, that, that he's laying before you, he said, let me pull out my discouragement tool. And when he had all of his tools laid out and, and he, he was having a sale, uh, the discouragement tool was the costliest tool. It cost more than any of the other tools on the table. He said, if I can't get him with it, I'll get him with discouragement. He said, it was a little wedge-shaped tool. He said, all I have to do is just find me a little space that I can wedge it in. And once I get it wedged in, I can open the door and I can bring in all my other tools. 
And so be careful. The devil is trying to discourage you. Every day when you get up and you're running your race, you got to get up. You've got to have an inspiration. You've got to have a passion. What is your passion? You have to learn to get a vision and a passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. Without a why in your life, you will not. Why am I getting up running? you got to have a why. Why? Why? Why am I running this race? Why am I running through the storms? Why am I running through the trouble? Why? 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 If you can answer your why, then you'll run the race. you win the Why am I I'm running? Because the Lord Jesus Christ has paid the price for me. His blood was shed on the cross for me. I have the eternal life, the gift of God in my life. He will be with me all the time. Never leave me. He loves me. He loves me. God, that's why I'm, I'm running because somebody loved me. I'm running because the author and the finisher of this world loves me. Say somebody loves me. Love will make a man do strange things. Love will make a woman do strange things. When they think in the natural sense, uh, when they have a love in their life. But can you imagine when you catch hold of the faith and the persuasion and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the fullness that God loves you every day when you wake up? God loves me. When you jump out of the bed, you ought to think about how much God loves you. God loves me. That's why I'm going to run. God loves me. That's why I'm going here and deal with these kids. You know, God loves me. That's why when I walk in the office, when they look at me and they talk about me and they don't like me and they give me tough things to do and they make it hard for my life, God loves me. You can do what you want to do. Say what you want to do. You know, I'm going to run my race. I'm running my race today, and I'm going to lay aside the weight. I'm going to lay aside the sin, and I'm going to put on endurance, and I'm going to run my race, and I'm going to finish my race, and I'm going to complete the task that God gave me. It's your race. It's not my, it's your race. And again, you cannot do it unless you eat. Got to eat the word of God. You got to eat the bread of life. You have to be strong every day. How many of you eat just about every day? How many of you eat, uh, you know, the normal three meals a day? How many of you eat the three meals a day with snacks in between? How many of you get that snack just before you go to bed? Oh, come on, help me. I mean, think about that. If we ate in the natural, if we ate the word of God, if we ate the word of God like we eat in the natural, man, we would be some strong runners with full of, full of endurance, full of perseverance, full of it. Think about it. Man, I love to eat. Man, I love banana pudding. I love ice cream, cake, cheese. Man, I like to eat. I like to go to Bible study. We have our little life group. They have food. Man, I, and, and some folks can cook, <laughs> and they bring their little food, and I eat it. And, man, and we're and we all laughing, and we're enjoying it. And then afterwards, you know, it's like, man, that was good. Let me tell you something. If you begin to focus on the word of God, take the bread of life daily, and you begin to eat that word of God, you, you know, it'll start tasting better than it did yesterday. It will. It'll taste good the first time, but when you continue to eat it, you continue to eat it in the morning, eat it at noon, eat it throughout the day. Take a moment, eat the word of God, eat the bread of God, eat the bread of life, eat it, eat it. And when you find yourself in the middle of a tough situation, when you find yourself in a battle, when you find yourself having to run up the hill, when you find yourself having to deal with people. I had one guy, one pastor, you say, if it weren't for people, I wouldn't have any problems. 
But you can't get away from people. Our life is about people. The Bible says that we are to, to make disciples. We ought to set the example so people can see us. So when you're, running your, when you're running your race down the road, make sure that you've laid aside those things that are getting in the way that stops you from allowing Christ to be seen in your life. Remember, you must have endurance. It's going to be tough. There are going to be some tough days. There are going to be some hard days. There are going to be some days that you don't want to get up. But what's going to get you up? Your passion. What's going to get you out of my passion, my love for God? I love you so much, God, I'm getting up out of this bed. I'm, God, I love you so much, I'm going down here and tell them I love them even if I don't feel like it. I love you in it. I love you. I lo- and then let me tell you something. If you say it enough times, you'll love them. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can, you can change your emotional feelings. I love you. I love you. I love you. Kids, I love you. Baby, I love you. God, I love you. Tell God, God, I love you. Every day, we ought to be telling God, God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you. You know, doesn't matter who you know. I mean, because the Bible says we ought to have love for one another. It's tough. But when you run the race, there's the love of God that should be overflowing out of your heart every day. There's a love of God that needs to be seen every day. People need to see you do stuff. And the reason that you do it is because you have a passion, because you love God. God loves you. You understand that. It's what gets you up out of the bed every day. It's what gets you through the race every day, your love for God. You eat the bread of life and you become stronger and stronger and stronger. So when you face the trials, when you face the difficulties, that you're able to run through them with not an issue. Man. So you got to get rid of the weight, the stuff. You got to learn to have endurance. That means you got to work out. You've got to eat the bread of life. There are times when you're going to have to meditate, get some alone time, sit down with God, get away from it all. I mean, just go outside. I mean, uh, lock the kids in the cage, uh, put the kids. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, sometimes you know your kids want you to, uh, 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 want you to keep, their grand, keep your grandkids. And you can't get away, you know, you want to spend a little time with God. And it's like, man, these kids over here. Right here in the middle of my time, I want to just sit. I need about 15 minutes with the Lord. Because these kids, if I don't get 15 minutes with the Lord, they may not get back home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so you got you to figure out what to do, you know. So you got to get that alone time, you know, even in the middle of things. You know, and so one of the things I thought about doing is you can play, you know, play zoo. <laughs> play zoo with the grandkids. You the lion. I'm going to lock you in your cage. You the tiger. Lock you over here in your cage. Put that one in another room. Lock him in there. Okay, then you get another one. You saw him, you lock him in there. You got them all locked up. But they having fun because they playing what? Zoo. You know kids love to eat. So now you got to feed him. Oh, let me, oh, it's time for me to feed the zoo animals. So you feed them, you know, you give them a little something, open the door, unlock the door. Here, here's your popcorn. They like pop, whatever they like, you know, give them a McDonald's, whatever they like, you know, go get it and put it in it. But then, but you got your alone time. My point is what? You got to, every now and then, you've got you've to do what's necessary to get you some quiet time with the Lord. 
It's how you're going to build your endurance up. It's how you're going to accomplish the task. Lay aside every weight. Build the endurance. Run your own race. We talked about that. Running your race. You can't run somebody else's race. You got to run your own race. Because if you're always looking at someone else's race, you're going to get distracted and you're going to run into something. You can't fix that person. You can't tell them how to run. You can't, you can't do it. You can do it. You can try it, but it's not going to work. People don't, people don't even people don't listen, do they? They don't listen to you. Your kids listen to you. Even your husband, when he act like he's listening, he's listening. He can repeat what you said, but he didn't hear what you said. <laughs> How many of y'all know? That's amen on that one. Yeah, amen. Babe, I heard everything you said. You said so and 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 so. Yep. And then when you go to the store and come back, you still didn't get the right sandwich. Gee, that's amazing. Anyway, all right. So you got to what? Run your own race and not try to run someone else's race. Believe me, God's got a race laid out. He's got a course set out for you. And if you're going to ruin that race, if you're going to run that course, if you're going to be successful in it, then you're going to have to do what? You're going to have to lay aside every weight. You have to learn how to endure by, by eating the word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 7, he said, uh, those that, that hear my word and do with them are the ones that will be able to stand when the storms come. Matthew 7. He said, but if you don't hear it, if you don't do what I say, then when the storms come, because they're coming, your house is going to fall. And so you must eat the word of God. You must build your life on the foundational rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we talked about the passion. The last part of it says is that looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him did what he did. For the joy. So you've got, to, you've got to have a love for God. You've got to develop that passion on the inside of you. You see, one of the things that we don't have as believers is we don't have a vision for us being successful every day. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. You've got to have a vision. Sometimes you've got to develop that. Write that vision down for your life. Write down a vision for you. Say, okay, here's my vision for me. Amen. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to live my life for Christ. I see myself in my vision, studying the word of God, reading the word of God, living the word of God. I see myself winning when I'm in a difficult situation, when I'm in a difficult conversation. I see the spirit of God. I hear the spirit of God. I sense the spirit of God speaking to me and talking to me and giving me the opportunity to share the word of God or giving me the opportunity to share or to do what's necessary given the event that I'm in, all right? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my persuasion, my firm persuasion. I am persuaded that if I keep my eye on Christ, I'll have the right answer. I am persuaded in, 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 in Jesus as I look at Jesus that I'm when, I, when I'm in a certain situation, a particular circumstance, a consequence in life, that I'll have the answer that I need. And I'm telling you, you will. You got to stay focused on Jesus. What is your focus? Jesus stayed. When Jesus was on the cross or he was about to go to the cross and he said, Lord, it's not my will, but your will be done. Jesus had what I called a spiritual crisis. We have to have little crises every day, all the time, where it comes to a crisis where I must do what God says and not what my flesh says. Or I must do what God says and not what this world says. I must do. There has to be a crisis in your life. You have to come to a crisis point. God, you're the answer. 
not this. Jesus, you're the answer, not that. I am going to look unto Jesus. I am persuaded that if I look to Jesus, that I will receive the answer that I need in this situation, in this course of life, in this this course of action. This is a course of action that I'm going to take. I'm going to stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we run our race, we must stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't, you will not lose. You will not win. Got to stay focused. 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 Got to see Jesus. You got to look at Jesus. You have to have a passion. You have to get up with a passion. Live with a passion. Run with a passion. When you go to bed, it's all about that that passion that you have for Jesus. Lord Jesus, I see you. I see you loving me. I see how you died on the cross for me. And it's got to become personal. Jesus, you died for me. Jesus, you suffered for me. Jesus, your blood was shed for me. Jesus, you showed how much you love me by giving your life. Jesus, you gave me an example. You said, not my will, but his will be done. That's what you said. And so you got to look to Jesus as the answer, as the focus, as the focal point when you're running your race or you won't make it. So there's four things that really God, uh, the writer here in Hebrews is telling us to do if we're going to run our race and we're going to run our race well. Number one, you got got to get rid of stuff. Got to get rid of stuff. Got to get rid of stuff that's holding you back. You got to, sometimes that stuff is people, friends. You ever had some people you had to let go? Had to let them, I mean, I got to let you go, man. Oh, man, come on, I'm your, I'm your buddy. I mean, we've been hanging out for 12 years. Got to let you go, man. Got to let you go. Got to let you go. Got to let you go. Think about it. Somebody got to let go. It's not easy, is it? That don't mean you put them out your life. It means that you don't run with them anymore. You got to have a new running pack. It's your new pack to run with. Got to lay aside every weight. Got to lay aside that entertainment thing that's in the way. Got to lay it aside. Got to put it down. Got to drop it. Got to stop it. There's no other answer. Sometimes it's hard to cut something off. Is it not hard to cut off? Cut it off. Cut it off. Quit. And then we trick ourselves. Oh, I cut it off. Oh, I, you know, we trick. You know, you trick yourself. No, you can trick yourself. Make, you, make yourself believe that you did it and you know you didn't. Don't trick yourself. Let God speak to you. And ask God to show you those things in your life. The Bible says in Ephesians that we are to redeem the time for the days are short. You don't have much time in your race. You got to run. You're focused on the passion, purpose of your race. I'm running this race because I want people to see Jesus in my life. And so lay aside every weight and every sin that ensnares you and stop. Then you got to run it with endurance. It's going to take a building, a toughness. It's going to take a perseverance. It's going to take a patience. Sometimes it doesn't always, when you're running a race and you can see the mountain, and in between the mountain there's a lot of land, and you know the mountain's coming, but you know you got to run that part of the race until you get in. So it's going to take time for you to get there. You can't wait to get there and tackle that mountain and get over it, but it's going to take patience for you to get there. So believe it's going to take some time. Believe it's going to take some, uh, some effort. But run the race with endurance. And then run your own race. Don't try to get, don't run mine. Run yours. You got plenty of kids in your house. 
Well, you got plenty of people at work. You got plenty of church folk you hang out with. Oh, Lord. You know, church people. It's amazing how we are, isn't it? That's why we come to church. That's why we're all here. As Pastor, uh, Pastor Ray says, uh, uh, you know, we're not, there's not a bunch of perfect people here. We're imperfect people. That's why we're here to work and to gain the endurance, to learn the tool, to learn the things that we need to learn, and to have the tools that we need to have in order to run this race. And the last part of that is we want to make sure that we stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Can't do it. So stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused on who you are in Christ Jesus. Develop that vision for your life. See yourself every day waking up. See yourself praying every day. See yourself dealing with those situations in life. See yourself winning. See yourself accomplishing the task. See yourself doing it. One of the things that God gave us is an imagination. You can imagine yourself and see yourself doing the things that God has asked you to do. See yourself eating that bread and understanding that bread. Read a proverb every day. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I have my little Bible on my desk. I got it in my little, in my little uh, what you, I don't know what you call those things where you keep paper, your little tray holder, your little paper holder. I slide it up in there. You can't see it, but I don't care. And I pull it out, and I put it on the day's proverb. You know, I pull it out, and I'll read two or three, and I'll stick it back in there. Later on during the day, somebody will say something, something will come up, I'll get a phone call. I say, oh, pull it out. You know, because I'm sure there's something in there that I can use. And most of the time when I'm reading a proverb, lo and behold, something that I read in that proverb was something that I could apply during the day. Whether it be at work or whether it be when you get home. All right, so you must eat the word of God every day if you're going to have that endurance. And so lay aside every weight, practice endurance Eat the word of God. Run your own race. Stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you, at the end of your course, you'll be the one who says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And now I'm going to be with my Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's, and, and one of the things I want to encourage you, look to heaven be in your home. Don't look, at, don't look at that day being a bad day. Look at that day, oh, it's all over. No, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of the other part of your eternal life. We are already eternal beings, but then we become what? We will be with Christ. Can you see yourself now around the throne of God just being a praise junkie or a pray, just being a praiseaholic? Just, and that's what we're going to do in heaven. We're going to be around the throne. We're going to be bowing down, and we're going to be worshiping God. There's going to be song. There's going to be joy. Ears have not heard, and, uh, you know, what, the, what we're going to hear, uh, it's, it's just amazing. All right, well, look at someone and say, run the race this week. Run the race every day. Run the race all day. Run it with passion. Run it with endurance. And stay focused. Amen. Bow your heads and we'll bless you out. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We bless your name today. Thank you so much.